the Slag Guy. Hello and welcome once again to the Slag Guy podcast when finally, finally, everyone's been feeling shit for the last couple of weeks. Everyone's been complaining, going, the worst thing to happen in the year 2020 is the fact that the Slag Guy podcast went underground back in my dining room, me in front of a camera without sweet lights and makeup and a little slave boy over there that brings me tins of beer just to set here, not even to drink, just to set here. But we're back in the studio and oh boy, it feels good. I'm delighted to be back. I'm delighted to be back in my... I mean, I don't want to say it's my natural habitat because I mean, it absolutely isn't. It's totally fabricated. It's a world of make-believe, but I'm pleased to be out of the house, away from my family, back here doing the podcast for the Slyhards and also the just the general public who are not on my Patreon who listen to this show. Hi, welcome back to the real world uh, and welcome back to the Slag Guy podcast as it should be. And I just want to say also off the bat, hey, Ben, the Serpent King, the King of the Rodents, the Snake Rat, the man who decided, oh, there's a lockdown, I don't want to be around you, Dave, because uh, you may have... I, I did genuinely think I did have COVID for, for a short period of time. So in, in that respect, I, my hate for the snake rat deciding to cancel the podcast, it wavered slightly. And then whenever I got those really long earbuds shoved up my nose and up my bum, which is weird because I didn't think that's how they tested for COVID. Anyway, that happened to me. Whenever I came back negative, I went, fuck that snake rat bastard. But we're back anyway. You Ben very kindly has donated all his wages from doing this podcast back to me because that's who deserves it. The man that keeps the ship afloat. This guy, Captain Cook. You know, Captain Cook, the guy that discovered the free world, whatever. Yes, he was killed by savages in Hawaii. But I mean, is there a better way to go out? I don't know. It's how I'd like to die myself. But we're back. Ben, do you want to apologise to the listenership from behind the camera there, please? Sorry. Good, and how's your bum bum feel? Is it sore after I had to smack your bare bum when you go back into the studio? Yeah, but I kind of like it. Well, next time I'm going to have to just bite it instead. I can't just be having people enjoying being, having their bum slapped. I will eat your ass if you if you do that again. Nah, 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 that's what it's going to be. All right, but we're here anyway, and it feels good. It feels good. The lockdown is is over. Number two is lifted. You know, I feel like as, as sequels keep coming... They get shitter, so no doubt there's going to be a third lockdown, either before or after Christmas. Who knows? I'm not fucking Nostradamus, I don't know that shit, but I'm assuming it's coming. So listen, let's just enjoy being out and about, but be sensible, be free, whatever. You know, it's all good. We're, we're, we're starting to get towards the end of things, I hope. The new year's approaching, there's new hope coming. That's a positive thing. You know, obviously, I think um, 2020, so it's been hard, you know... In some ways, yes. It's also been hard as a podcaster to keep coming up with things that are worth talking about because all there ever is to talk about is COVID, pandemics, injections, blah, blah. Bring back Brexit. That's what I want. I want to see Brexit chat back in the news. I want people to be raging about that and not just dying because of COVID. So let's cross our fingers that 2021 is going to be the year of Brexit whether it's delivered or not, whether we're fucked or... We may as well, like, I sort of feel like if you're going to get fucked, you may as well get super fucked. You know, you may as well, If you're going to be buggered, you may as well be torn apart by horses as just having a wee boop boop, you know? So that's my thoughts on it. But anyway, one thing that'll make you feel better, sorry for that creaky chair, is that the podcast is back how it is. And I know the people have reflected the, uh, the, the change to the lockdown podcast by not listening. You know, I, I know the figures have dipped and, you know, a, a bit of me wants to say I understand, but also a bit of me wants to say, fuck you guys, where's the loyalty? You know, the, like you look at you look at the good old days of loyalist paramilitaries, you know, the, well, they wore the T-shirts, the Johnny Adairs of the World War T-shirts that said, my only crime is loyalty, and you fuckers that didn't listen to me, you're not guilty because you wouldn't commit a crime, there's no loyalty, and you just can fuck off, but also please... Keep listening. All right, please do. Because it's important and I need you to listen. And, you know, I have a bit of an announcement <clears throat> to make. I thought, you know, if we're in the studio, we should come back with an announcement with something interesting to talk about. And, you know, with, with anything in life, sometimes you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. So my big announcement is your friend, which is me, is doing a show 
next year a new solo show in december 2021 so hopefully we'll all be vaccinated up the fuck we'll be ready to get out there we'll be ready to have a good time because i am playing a solo show in the ulster hall which which is mental to actually say because i've had to keep it under my hat for like a week since i got blocked and decided let's do a show you know obviously a bit dodgy you know just deciding on off the hand just to do it but then i just thought you know what 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 the hell is life if you're not going to take a risk? You know what is it? We've we've been strapped down for a whole year. You know I was thinking about doing a bigger show than I have done. I did my first tour last year. I thought you know I'll do a bigger show this year, and then thought maybe twenty twenty two move up to say the Ulster Hall, and then I just thought you know why wait? Let's give it a rattle. Let's give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? You know obviously the worst that could happen is I could pull the show because I don't sell any tickets, but. On the bright side, I could have a good audience and a good show. So I thought, you know what, risk it. And again, um, it's happening. I'm pleased. I'm nervous. I'm excited. But it's happening and I'm hopeful that it'll be a really good time. So by the time this podcast's out, tickets will be made available this Friday, which is, is that the 18th of December? Friday the 18th of December. Tickets will be live. I'll be sharing it through all the links in the podcast and everything. And uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting time. So that's Friday the 18th of December this year. The tickets go on sale. And the actual show is on Friday the 17th of December next year at the Ulster Hall. This guy on his own with a show called Pillow Talk which I'll probably need, to be fair, as well as a pillow, I'll probably need some form of, like, bag or nappy, because I'll be shit myself from now till then anyway. But I just thought, you know what, we'll give it a rattle, and if if we, we succeed, great. If we don't, at least we tried. You know, I feel very much that as a parent, you know, I, you can't really look at your kids and say to them, you, you follow your heart, you do whatever you believe in, you follow your dreams and make things happen if you're not ballsy enough to do it yourself. So I don't think I could look my kids in the eyes and say, listen, you be what you want to be. And I think my three-year-old now wants to be a fairy. And you know, if she wants to be a fairy, <laughs> let her be a fairy. She will be spending a little bit of time, you know, under supervision at Muckamore Abbey. Yes, if she's an adult and she believes she's a fairy. But if that's what she wants to do, I'll support it. The same way as... I want to take a risk here and hopefully it'll pay off. But that's that's part of the idea. Just go for it. Let's hope for the best and really push it. So hopefully, guys, you'll be there. You'll come to see the show. You'll have a good time. I've already come up with uh, the name of the show, which is Pillow Talk. Ben, have I mentioned that so far? Have I said the show's called Pillow Talk? What is Pillow Talk? Stuff, I guess, stuff you talk about in bed, you know. And um, it'll be a nice time. So I'm excited about that. Um, I only told Ben about it um, a couple of days ago, and Ben's reaction was, oh, no. And then he didn't reply to me until he actually turned up to record the podcast now. So it's an exciting time, something to look forward to. Ben, will you be there? Did I get free tickets? No, you have to pay. I'll think about it. Right, okay, sweet. But, I mean, I do pay you to, to do this, so you could take you could take my own money and buy... You know, you could take, you could take it directly from the prince and just pay to see you know you could mug me off you could make me pay for you to come and make fun of me and heckle me don't heckle but you know you could do that so there we go i'm giving it a rattle and hopefully you guys will enjoy that and come along and see me in the famed ulster hall on the 17th of december 2021 wow that's mad see after i booked that idea i needed a break pen i needed i needed to go away i need to relax and that's what i have done we um, went to the, the Galgorm Resort and Spa, myself and my wife there yesterday, and um, it's the first time we've been there. For any of my international listeners, I know of people listening um, all over the world, which is weird, you know, weird in and of itself, but for those of you that don't know what the Galgorm Resort and Spa is, it is a spa hotel and something I never knew existed before, a thermal village in Balamina, which is a weird place to have thermal village you know what is a thermal i don't even know when i was there yesterday but i was there um for the first time away from my children as a double act as i mean my wife as a double act and also the children i haven't i've been away from the firstborn you know probably too much i've you know probably left her way more than i should but i mean you know she wants to be a fairy so way you go um so the first time we got away as a couple without the kids and you know, it was nice. So obviously things work in different ways. When you are a wife 
you get to go away and you think spa hotel, relaxing treatments, lots of sleep, some Prosecco, nice time, you know, with my husband, just there, in and around the vicinity, you know. When you're a guy and you get away from your kids and you're there alone with your wife, you think one thing, three letters, sex. You know, that's what you think. You think, listen, it's happening. We're going to get there. We're going to say, fuck the thermal village. We're in the bedroom all day. And what happened was we got there. We got our clothes off. We put on robes and went to the thermal village instantly. Went there. I had a few drinks, you know. So today when I record this podcast, I'm a little bit hazy. It's the second podcast I've recorded today. I went on and did the General Banter podcast with Colin Geddes, which was a lot of fun today. Um, we chatted about a lot of a lot of different things, a lot of bizarre things. Um as per, we spoke about Andrea Bocelli, of course, because that's what we talk about every time, and then some other stuff. But, um, yeah, well, this is the second podcast, and I'm just knackered now. I'm hungover, because when I got there, um, I got excited. Because the thing about it is, right, I got my wife, Catherine, a voucher for the Galagorm last Christmas. So that's how long ago we got the ticket. And then, obviously, with COVID and whatever, we couldn't actually have used said voucher until now. So now the thing is... You get a reasonable amount of money on a voucher. You put, say, a couple hundred quid in a voucher. You think that'll get you somewhere. Then you you go to book stuff, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be 14 grand. And you're like, what the fuck? What am I getting here? You know, I'm, I, I don't know. Like, I want to be rimmed by the Spice Girls for that amount of money. And I'll let you know, that didn't happen. Not even Mel B would have done that. It was just not happening. So we just got there, and we booked in. We're like, right, you're going to get all these different things as part of this deal so we got there first thing happened was i tried a robe on everything was just hanging out i have much too wide shoulders and big body so i put a robe on and just basically was like on me but like this and i was like now nah, i need a bigger robe all the robes in there were brown so everyone's running around looking like some kind of like jedi and then i had to get a robe and my robe was white the only man with a white robe i was walking around like a big snow bear just in this thermal village everyone was looking at me and like some people would have Felt very, um, you know, self-conscious being the only person in a different coloured robe. But I felt in many respects like the Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. I felt like I was the beacon of light and hope amongst the thermal village. And all the people were gathered around. I did try to, to preach by the side of the river. But unfortunately, no one gave a shit and just carried on like getting in jacuzzis and things. But it was a good time. You know, it was nice. I spent, I'd say, the guts of the last 24 hours submerged in water. That was nice. I was in saunas. I mean, what it is for the 14 grand is you get this wee package. So initially you got there. They're like, you'll get there. You'll get a wee, um, you get a wee free mince pie. I'm like, oh, well, that's value for money. You know, give me a mince pie. Why? Sure, fuck it. Let's pay 15 grand if you're going to give me a mince pie. That's fine. So you get there. They're like, you get a complimentary mini bar. You know, so I'm thinking to myself, big man's getting stocked up. He's getting a load on before he hits the thermal village. You know, he's going to get in there. Beers, beers, beers. <laughs> be a great time get in I'm like I'm literally I'm licking my lips I'm parched I'm so ready for a beer get into the the hotel room into the mini bar open it up one beer and one small wine two things of Pepsi which to be fair you know I I chugged anyway because it was free but I was hoping to get in there and get maybe six beers but one beer 14 grand one beer and a glass of wine which I said to my wife I'm like listen you don't need that glass of wine you know you've brought a bottle of Prosecco with you just and she she said to me very diplomatically she went there fuck off and I went alright enjoy your wine she had the wine I had the beer you know I was like here do you want to stay in bed she went Dave did you not hear me before about the wine fuck off went down to Thermal down to Thermal Village it was a nice time, you know, it was very COVID safe, the masks on, all that stuff. What I like about COVID is much more private. People don't bother you. And, you know, I get bothered all the time by people asking for photos, blah, blah, blah. You know, especially now, they were like, can I get a photo? And I went, why? Because I'm Dave Elliott, podcaster, comedian extraordinaire. They were like, no, because you're a big rare guy wearing a white robe, standing like a sore thumb, look like a total dickhead. And I was like, all right, it's offensive. But we went round, got in. First thing we went to was this, like, hot swimming pool with bubbles. So, I mean, you could say jacuzzi but it was a hot swimming pool with bubbles then we got out of the hot swimming pool with bubbles and walked to basically a circular bath with bubbles could say jacuzzi but they had a weird name like a tranquility a a, a spring tranquility pool and i was like 
it's a jacuzzi. Then after that, there was just a room. Again, you sort of follow it around, kind of like like a wild goose chase. Except by wild goose chase, I mean it's fully marked out by a map, and you stop at each like area and do some other cleansing treatment, which is fine. So we went there. Next place we went to was a salt room, which I thought you're going to walk into the salt room. It's going to be like a sauna, nice and warm, nice and cozy, very sexy. I walked in and it was just a room full of salt. You know, it was literally like, you know, Stevie Wonder had been doing salt bay just in the, in the room, just salt everywhere. And it wasn't warm. I was like, why am I just standing in a room of salt? And I had just come out of a jacuzzi into the cold December air. I was like, I, I need to be really warm. So after that, I just said to my wife, now you stay in the salt room if you want, because it's shit. I'm going to the sauna, or should I say the Celtic sauna because it used bespoke Irish stones or some bullshit but I went in there it was just a normal sauna I lay there because I'm the sauna man I am the king of the sauna I, I actually once fell asleep in a sauna and had to be woken by a man who thought I died but I was merely just hibernating because that's my natural environment in a sauna so I was there warmed up she came in again it was nice she got a view of a river you know so that was fine then I got out of the sauna Head around the circle again into some kind of like I think it was called the puddle of the the puddle the bubble puddle and you get into that which is basically you guess the bin as you could say went in there for a bit then thankfully had another drink now I've had a beer by this stage I brought a bottle of red wine with me because I mean didn't want her to fall from the prosecco and also I don't like prosecco so I drank a couple of glasses of red wine as well had my beer a couple of glasses of red wine ground this thermal resort went in thought you know what. I need, I need a manly drink, you know, we're here, you know, it's all very, like, I mean, to begin with, I was offended when I got into the room and saw that there were different sized um, flip-flops for the men and women. I was like, oh, really? You're just assuming it's going to be a man and a woman there? Very fucking backward, you know, very backward. Just never assume. Make everything, you know, make everything any gender friendly. Make it neutral. You know, it doesn't have to be. If, it, if, if I have to wear small flip-flops, I'm happy to do that. Show respect and solidarity with my bitches, alright, so I was there, that was fine, we went in there, and I thought, listen, I'm going to manly drink, I'm going in, I'm going to manly drink, so you know what I got, Ben? A peach bellini, bellissimo, I got a peach bellini, Catherine got a porn star martini, and believe it or not, my drink was camper than hers, you know, I had that, it was nice, had the bubbles, went straight to my head, and I thought, you know what, I need to go somewhere to relax, so I went into a place called the Cove of oxygen and by the cove of oxygen it was just it was, it was another jacuzzi but slightly bigger by the river it was nice at a good time now as the time is going on we're sort of passing a lot of time here underwater it's fine we had as part of our experience 14 grand we had booked a bespoke um it's a bespoke wood wood fired um tub by the river and the way it was sold was by the guppy by the river in this wood fired tub you get in there You'd be brought drinks. It'll be a great time. Basically, what it was was a bath. No bubbles. Not a jacuzzi. Just a straight-up bath. It was so uncomfortable, I couldn't balance in it. So I was just floating around, like, as if I was just... Like, you know, whenever your biggest fears in life was to be abducted by cannibals in the jungle? Like, that. as you're a kid, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, we can't go to the jungle in case the cannibals take us and put us in boiling hot water in a soup. That's what I was like, because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't balance, couldn't sit. People weren't bringing me drinks. So basically, it was just having my tits froze off me out of the water of this big fucking pot. And then the rest of me, so full hour there, and finally I got out to go for my dinner, and that was how I relaxed the whole time. And then I'm thinking, you know what? After dinner is going to be the after party. You know, we're going to get into this bed. It's going to be a rip a pop pop. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be. I mean, I, I'm going to be subtle with this. It's going to be sex time. All right. I think we're going to get in the bed. Bam, bam, bam. Sex time. What happened? Two parents, first time away from their kids. Big dinner, feed a drink in the bed, straight to sleep. Straight to sleep at about 9 o'clock. Woke up the next morning, naturally, at 6am, expecting the kids. No kids. was great. So I thought, you know what? It's romantic here. You know, what What we'll do, we've woken up at 6, we'll be romantic. I let her sleep for a bit, and I just went in the bathroom for a massive shit, because I had steak, chips, and wine. Like, my insides were crying out. And tell you what, I enjoyed it. You know, that was the best part of the whole experience was the fact that I enjoyed the toilet and then the super powerful shower so any of the dingleberries and all were just blasted away luckily one more 3.0 up the gash you know no sign of dingleberries for me all gone it's total 
clean experience but that was nice again the bit i was looking most forward to was the breakfast i must say now i'm not going to go away with my wife from the kids and not try my luck so i was like you know what listen let's let's try a little bit of and as i was sort of trying it on she to be fair succumbed to my um romantic charm to my seduction and she said basically i was like obviously like you know ben obviously you have a couple of kids yourself you know the process you know how to romance your wife blah blah not normally if you want to initiate something what would you do I mean, I believe that's an awkward question, definitely, but what would you kind of do to... Probably a bit of heavy petting. Heavy petting, exactly what I did. She was asleep, I just took my finger and poked her in the ribs. I was like, hey, hey. And she was like, what are you doing? I'm asleep, but hey, sex time, question mark. She went, what? (laughs) Sex time, what? And she went, stop speaking to me like that. What was wrong with you? And I was like, listen, I am versed in the chronicles of love and I said are you ready for a bit of tantric love making and this is a genuine quote from my wife she went no I have a bath to have and you have sausage to eat so let's just do it and make it quick <laughs> and guess what five minutes later your boy's in the shower having a great time getting ready for sausage bacon eggs soda bread the works and, a couple of, and I mean it was great you know all your life you're told listen you need to you know, like all these movies, American Pie, you need to make you need to make it last and blah blah. Once you're married now, like as quick as you can possibly do it, so I don't have to touch you anymore, please. I don't the least time I can touch you, the better. And thankfully, I think probably three minutes and twenty four seconds. I say probably, I wear a Fitbit, I did I did time it. And yeah, well, it was a nice experience and I was the, the basically the second time I've got lucky in the last year. So I mean, you know, 14 grand well spent is what I'm saying and I'm now saving to try and spend another 14 grand to get back again to just submerge myself in water for you know 24 hours 23 hours and 57 minutes and then for the other 3 minutes you know fuck time you know so that's where we were at but it was pleasant and yes I do now feel a little bit drained obviously drained I've sweated non-stop because it's been in boiling water for the last 24 hours, I've drank a lot of alcohol. I'm a bit hungover. And, you know, much like Santa Claus, sacked empty to December, you know, so I'm feeling good. Now I'm feeling relaxed. Ben, do you feel like my attitude's improved since I managed to get lucky? Do you feel like I'm less angry? Definitely. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, you know, I'm going to try to do it maybe twice a year going forward. I think that's about fair, you know. Again, I've got to be very careful because I don't want any more children. You know, I did. I only wanted no children and now I've got two so I mean you know I'm already struggling with getting what I want in life speaking you know so I feel like um you know feel like that that's important but it's 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 good you know it's nice it's good to get away was a wee bit scared going away as well because um we had a bit of a a bit of an intruder in the street um now how do I know of intruder did I see an intruder on my street no I didn't how I discovered there was an intruder um, in my street was that there is a, a, a street WhatsApp group. I don't know if I've spoken about this WhatsApp group on the podcast. Do, do you know about this WhatsApp group? Does it ring any bells? Yes. Have we spoken about it? My Christmas lights were on, were they? Right. So yeah, we've spoken about it. Long story short, I live in a very, well, until today, actually a very friendly, howdy doodly neighbourhood's you know, neighborhood street, I was going to say there. But um, this WhatsApp group, I was not a part of until my wife, she, 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 gave, she gave me herself this morning and I thought, listen, the big man's got it hooked up. Then after luring me in with that, she betrayed me by adding me to the street bloody WhatsApp group today. I told her I don't want to be part of that group. I don't need to see what's going on in that group. I don't want to tell my neighbours what's going on. She added me. And now if it was any other group, I would just do what I always do when I get added to a group I don't want. Leave. But when your wife adds you in a group surrounded by everyone on your street, including an old French teacher of yours, you have to stay in. Otherwise, you look really rude and you disrespect the whole street. Now, I've muted the group, of course, forever. You know, I made sure the first thing I did upon being added to the group was mute it forever because then I, I just don't want to constantly get alerts about people, you know, saying, it's my daughter's birthday today. 
Do I give a fuck? Nah. <laughs> Mind your own business. I'm going to buy our candles and piss off. <laughs> You know, I don't want to see that shit, but I'm added to this group. And anyway, there is a good side to the group because I did forget to uh, bring my keys out with me one day and Catherine messaged the group and a nice friendly old lady was able to give me her ladders and I was able to climb in the window like a superhero. But unfortunately, um, it, it is mostly irritating. But during this group, messages went around that there was a man in the street, an unknown character, and now what they said was like, he looked, and I quote, scruffy. They're like, this man, he had dark hair, he was balding, he had a beard, he was wearing tracksuit bottoms. I'm like, probably me putting my bins out. You know, it sounds a lot like that's like that's just me and I'm just a grumpy looking bastard in the street. So people are probably looking at going, who's that disgusting but who and then mess group, who's that disgusting they wouldn't say bastard because they're a very good living street, so I'm worried that my banter will cause great great deal of difficulty in that group. Um obviously first thing I'm gonna do Tomorrow is post my Ulster Hall show uh, poster and be like, guys, listen, support local. You know, locals only. Get the fart. No. Um, <laughs> so, obviously I'll do that, but this group were like, yeah, there's some man in the street. And then everyone was like, yeah, I saw the man. He was like looking into houses and stuff. And we're like, oh, this is a bit dodgy. Like, yeah, he's looking in. And then people were like, yeah, he's going to break in. And then someone out of nowhere like, was like, yeah, he's going to rape. What? Like, did don't be going that far. Don't be saying there's a guy like yes, there's probably a weird guy looking around. Don't be saying he's gonna break in and molest people. You know that's the guy's probably just lost. Now I mean it is very inconceivable to assume that he's lost in my street because it's quite out of the way. You know it's a bizarre place to just randomly dander. But then it came out that there's this guy, so I got worried. I got thinking like we're going away for the night. This guy's gonna come in and steal my shit, and I don't need a guy coming in. And stealing my shit, all right? So then as the group sort of, the chat went further and further, Catherine was telling me, because at this stage I wasn't in the group, that apparently people were saying what he's doing is looking for packages. Now, I'm not averse to men scarring places looking for packages. You know, I've been there myself. I've been a member of the Pipeworks. I've gone places to look for packages myself. But apparently this guy is looking. This is such a 2020-style crime. This guy is looking around people's streets to see and houses to see if Amazon have left packages on your front door for him to steal. So I had to text my neighbour who I'm friendly with to say, like, listen, mate, we're going away for the night. Would you keep an eye out on my front door if that weird guy's about? Make sure he doesn't break in. I said, if he does break in, stab him, murder him. You know, murder him, stab him to death. Shoot him if you've a gun. If you're in a secret paramilitary, shoot him. You know, don't let him near my house. None of this, oh, no, sure, you know, kill him. If he's on my land, go and kill him. I know, yes, he may be wearing a red fleece that says Royal Mail on the back, but if he's on my property when I'm not there, kill him, all right? But um, he said, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for you. Thankfully, no packages arrived. But that made me think, it's a bit of a weird game. You know, it's odd if you are a criminal going around stealing Amazon packages, because, I mean, what are you going to get? You know, the chances are, if he were to steal my Amazon packages, you know, you wouldn't be going away with a very big booty. You know, you wouldn't be making a real steal. You'd probably just get, like, a pot of honey, some masonry nails, like instant carabelle for the baby and potentially some erotic novels. You know, that's all you're going away from. And I mean, I don't know if that's the haul you want leading up to Christmas, but it was exciting. You know, it was an exciting time for me as a spectator to say, you know, as I see interest in the group, I was saying, okay, what's going on in that group? Is there any more sign of this creepy guy stealing stuff? And then she said, no. Then today, Adam, you know, the group. There's me thinking, right, okay, you know, I'll try to be decent i'll try to be friendly in the group you know it's hard for me to be friendly because i i you know to to the bottom of my core hate people you know in my soul can't have people you know i'm like the grinch i've watched a lot of the grinch over christmas because my my three-year-old daughter insists on just watching the same shit on repeat and that's the grinch at the minute and there's a line in the grinch which is basically like we don't basically say i don't know what the fuck is wrong with this guy except he's got a really small heart now i don't know if that makes him you know sad and your heart makes you sad or the fact that he just his body can't get enough oxygen because his wee ticker isn't doing well so it just makes him pissed off because he's feeling sick all the time either way that's how i feel i just don't have the love in me to give a fuck you know a lot of the time but now i'm in this group i think you know what my wife's out of me i don't embarrass her i'm just going to be friendly i'm just going to be my usual self i get added to this group by her as soon as i'm out of the group some fella called roy who I'm not going to assume is a young man, hits me up without a hello and welcome to the group. He just hits me up with name, question mark. And I'm looking at it going, 
fuck are you, Poirot? I'm not telling you a name. I'm just here to observe. But this guy, Roy, has me name. Like, in fact, I'm going to check the group right now, see if there's been any more since, um, <coughs> since um, Roy decided to hit me up with, nope, just straight up, there it is, name from Roy. And now a bit of me is tempted to write right back going, Okay, mister, you know, but I, I just don't think the group will get my banter, and this is a problem. Either you know my sense of humour, or you think I'm the worst person in the world. So, you know, I don't know whether or not I'll be the record holder for the shortest time in a street group WhatsApp, but I reckon if I engage tonight with Roy, which I'm, like, I'm going to go home and have another bottle of red wine probably, so there is a chance that Roy might get it. But um, if you're Roy and you're listening to the podcast, my name is Dave Elliott, and I'm the king of the street. I'm the king of North Down, and you need some decorum and manners, mister. Otherwise, Ben, you know what he's getting? Like yourself, his ass eating. <sighs> so you watch out for that. Have you ever, do you have a group WhatsApp in your street? No. Do you have a family WhatsApp? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Do you have any other WhatsApps that may be of interest, like Warhammer or any sort of kind of, like Sims or some weird, like, nerd shit that you're into, you know? No. 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 No, I'm just in my family group. Again, my mum's the worst for it because she will, like, she like, add WhatsApp groups but, like, with different members of my four, like, my immediate family of just me. So it'll be one of me, her, and my dad, then me, her, and my sister, then me and her. And I'm like, you, why do you need a group for just me and you? Just message me. You know, it's it's very weird. And and then there's, like, me, she's got me, her, like, my, my three-year-old who doesn't have a phone, which is weird, and my wife. And it's like, why don't you just have one with everyone make it easy but my mum she's a 60 year old woman and she's weird so she does that I hate being in whatsapp groups and I just um, don't want to be in that whatsapp group anymore and I'll keep you up to date I mean this is potentially something Ben we could do on Patreon I could just read my, my group whatsapps every week you know um, on a side note yes we do have a Patreon it's doing pretty well at the minute you know there's going to be bonus content going out there what I can say this week is when the Sly Guy podcast goes out on Thursday tickets for my Ulster Hall show will be live on Patreon they won't be live to the general public until Friday the 18th but they will be available for Patreons on Thursday the 17th which is you know what exactly a year before the show so patrons get over there Sly Guy podcast join that myself and the snake rat rodent king serpent um, <laughs> decided between us today that we're going to maybe plan to launch a new podcast on the Patreon exclusively which will be happening sort of maybe February March time again it's going to require a lot of work to get it up and running but we're, we're going to do that Ben are you going to be committed to the new podcast sure there you go so we'll work over there and once that's ready to go We'll announce it here. Um, I've ju- I just feel like I've done a lot, Ben, in the last week. You know, I feel like I've worked really hard. I've got this show all organised. I have, um, you know, got other things happening. I have a few other wee, wee irons in the fire. And I feel like, you know, I, I enjoy my wee couple of days off, albeit I, d- I had some very important emails to send after drinking a lot of drink, a lot of cocktails, a lot of daiquiris, a lot of red wine. And I actually had, I actually emailed um, a producer of like, like who I'm trying to get something made with I had to say did you get my email alright and he was like oh I got it and I was like alright okay I just didn't realise if I'd sent it or not because I've been blitzed for the last 24 hours I'm submerged in water so I had to actually say that to him I was at a spa and I was blitzed and submerged in water and he wrote back and just said alright mate so you know, maybe he is Roy maybe Roy is not only in my street WhatsApp but he's also a producer and I've just mugged myself but hey you know I mean you live and you learn but what are my biggest messages to you guys today take risks in life you know message people you shouldn't message when you're drunk you know do it live it up book big shows for yourself that's going to really stress out your whole entire family when I told my wife as I, I was like Catherine I've done something she went oh what have you done so I booked the show she's like where and I told her they lost her and she went don't talk to me about it again and I went alright that's supportive she went it'll just stress me out you trying to sell this all year I'll be stressed out you'll bring pre-. again I don't know why she became like a real like Islamic family leader she was like you've brought You've brought shame on this family. You've brought stress to the home. And if I do not want you to mention it again until you've sold enough tickets to have a show. And I went, okay, I won't. And yeah, so that's done. It's excited. I have a lot of nervous energy this, this day. And I'm just really, 
you know, I'm feeling good to be back in the studio. Ben, it's even nice to see you. And I know you know you know what I make it clear, I hate you, but it's good to be here. You know, it's nice to even see you again after the stressful week that we've had. And then hopefully next week, you know, I'll be able to say, Listen, tickets are selling really well. And if not, I'll just, you know, kill myself Christmas. But I mean I mean it would entirely be your fault as listeners, you know, if 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 that happened. So consider that my uh so yeah, my suicide note. Um, Patreon. Yes, we're going to have a bespoke podcast there. We're going to put some more content out over Christmas. We're going to, we've got some filming dates in the calendar. We're going to get some stuff done. It's going to be very, very different than what we normally do. Um, in that it's going to be naked and hardcore and also just a wee bit, a wee bit niche. So that'll be coming out hopefully in the next week or so. I'm thinking actually do, Ben, at this rate. If we record next week's podcast, you want to put it out a day early on Christmas Eve rather than on Christmas Day? Maybe do that. Yeah. So we'll aim to do that. So again, you know, Patreons may very well get the podcast a day before that. If we we can maybe record in a day off because Christmas, we'll see what we can do. But yeah, the Christmas show will not be on Christmas Day because I mean I think we all have more important things to do on Christmas Day than listen even to this podcast, <clears throat> even though it is the best solo podcast in the whole world. Um, is what it is and yeah so that's there get over to Patreon Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott subscribe if you haven't already if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast seriously try as hard as you can to fuck your own self like if you're a woman I don't know how women fuck themselves it can women fuck themselves technically as, as it should like because I know men can like force their dicks up their own asses which is is you know something that is probably not advised but do it if you're not a Patreon seriously fuck yourselves you know literally do what you can you know, the, f- lie down in the ground and just flip your legs over your head. Tuck them under a toilet or a seat or something and you, and just try and penetrate yourself. And I don't know if you're a woman, just do the same, but like with, I don't know, your your tongue. You know, just do it. You know, subscribe to Patreon. It's a good time. We have a lot of fun. Rate and review the podcast. Share the podcast. You know, I see a lot of people sharing other podcasts which are shit in their stories. And anytime I see that... I want to be sick, so in order to make myself sick, I shove my own dick down my own throat and I boke all over myself because I too fuck myself when I get annoyed and that's how I re- react. Like, you know, some octopuses shoot out ink out of their wee bodies and all whenever they're nervous. I fuck myself. You know, I force my own penis up my ass and I skull fuck myself as well, but that's, we're each to their own, okay? That's what happens. Ben, what do you do when you're stressed out? He fucks himself, don't you? you yes, don't, don't. Don't deny it. Just we're, we all fuck ourselves, all right, when we're annoyed. And I think that's fair. I think that's the fair thing to do. Let's all fuck ourselves. And you know what? I've just speak, spoken at length about all my listeners, the people who make the show possible, the Patreons fucking themselves. I'm doing it literally just before I do it. Ad read. My sponsors who listen back to every episode to make sure I read what they tell me to read or listen. Sponsors. If you're listening to this and you've got a problem, you fuck yourselves. Just, you know, take your products, you know, take them and shove them all up your ass. Yes, do it. Albeit there are fantastic products that I do recommend. And I mean, each of them would, well, probably the, the, the Manscaped tool would fit most, most, you know, most suitably up your ass and also bring in the most pleasure. But the other ones, you know, if, if you try hard enough, they can go up your ass too. You know, guys, and those sponsors that I love are here and they're great. And the first sponsor of the podcast is provided to you once again by none other than Bebe Adriano's Mexicanos. Now, off the bat, there's some big news this week. The snake rat serpent, king of the rodents himself, Ben, experienced first-hand Bebe Adrianos because I said if you're going to force me to record this podcast in my own damn house you're the producer I have to produce it my damn self you may go and try the sponsor so at least we can talk about it and Ben what did you think of Bebe Adrianos? Beautiful Beautiful what did you get when you were there? Again we talk every week about having the cock and cow box but what did you get? You didn't just have a cock and cow box you were a big gorb You know you got a lot and did you enjoy it? Every last bit of it What all did you get? Tell me some of the things that aren't even mentioned on this um, so we started with a dirty cock and cow box. And did you enjoy a dirty cock? Delightful. Yum yum. Um, what sauce did you go for? Did you go for the smoked paprika? Yep. Would you recommend? Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. What else? Salted chili chicken. And what'd you give that out of ten? Twelve. Well, I mean that's not ten. Literally as high as you can go. So we'll give it a ten. Anything else? Uh, 
just a burrito. Burrito? What was in the burrito? Can I ask? Pulled pork. Um, oh, he loves sitting there. If there's a man that loves pulling his pork, it's this guy. So pulled pork, jalapenos. And salsa. And salsa. See, there you go. That is the shit. And Bebe Adriano's not only Ben, do you think they have just stuff just packed in their fridge for weeks? They only think they buy in the pre made. No, they fucking don't. Bebe Adriano's provides you good quality food using only the freshest local produce. Everything is prepared and cooked from scratch on the premises. Pigs are bred in the kitchen they're slaughtered they're cut up they're put in your burritos see them with cows and see them with vegans because they also have vegan options as well but they provide the most delicious food that there is with burritos fajitas salad bowls and special box meals there's something for everyone you can be healthy like me or you can be a dirty wee pig like the snake rat serpent king himself um the cock and cow box, it's delicious, it's dirty, it's nutritious, it's fries, it's sweet potato fries, it's Mexican chicken, marinated steak, peppers, onions, dressed lettuce, sweet corn salsa, tomato salsa and a choice of sauce. Both myself and Snake Rat recommend the smoked paprika. Also, I want to mention that not only is it hashtag would recommend for myself and Ben, Bebe Adrianos has obviously also been nominated for Northern Ireland's best Mexican establishment at the Northern Ireland Food Awards in January, as well as the Belf, Belf, as well as the best, the best healthy takeaway at the Northern Ireland Takeaway Awards in January. And listen, Bebe Adrianos loves Mexican food. It loves delicious cock and cow boxes. It loves salt and chili chicken, but also it loves Christmas. And for the next couple of weeks. Bebe Adrianos is bringing you the Christmas wrap, which is live and exclusive on the wrap. That's turkey, ham, stuffing, chipolata sausages, crispy chicken, sweet potato fries, lettuce and cranberry. And it is served in a 12-inch wrap. So it's a big, fucking, meaty 12-incher for you to shove in your cake holes and enjoy a Christmas. Fuck Christmas and traditions. Get yourselves 12 inches. There's nothing that'll make you enjoy Christmas more than a big fucking filled hole of 12 inches. And that's what you can get from Bebe Adrianos. If you haven't already tried Bebe Adrianos, what are you waiting for? Get the app from the App Store and get 10% off your first order. It's that easy. Or if you want to be personable, like myself and Ben, you can ring them on 028-9147-9988. That's 028-9147-9988. Double eight. Yeepah. The Sly Guy podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Listen, guys, Christmas is just around the corner. It's one week away, and you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for the holiday season. Look no further, because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition because hey it's going to help you stuff your stockings and have big dicks and that's what we're about in this podcast manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below the belt grooming and hygiene products um i need to be totally honest this week before i went away for my spa day i looked up my nose and i saw gray hairs and i said to myself dave you disgust me and then i took myself away into a room and force fucked myself then i went back and was like right i'm gonna fix this i looked at my drawer And I must be honest, I couldn't find my weed whacker. My weed whacker was not in my bathroom. I'd moved it, I'd put it somewhere else, and I had to use a substandard nose hair trimmer. I trimmed my nose hair, I nearly pulled the nose hairs out of my face. It was excruciatingly sore. Now I feel like I've an ingrown hair inside my nose. I feel terrible. That's my fault for not using the weed whacker, because the weed whacker is great. It's 10 out of 10, it's the best nose hair trimmer on the market. Don't use substandard nose hair trimmers like this fucking stupid dunce idiot did. Get the weed whacker. It's glorious. Also, you know what else you need? You need you need to just be having a great time with the lawnmower 3.0. There's nothing that gets rid of pubes better. You know, nothing. If you want to look like you're eight, trim your pubes. Yes, your dick may be grey. Your balls may be grey. You know, paint them pink. Shave your pubes. Lawnmower 3.0. Bingo. They also have crop preserver ball deodorant, which I used over my spa weekend. And let's just say my balls did not remain out of a mouth the entire time. Let's just leave it at that. And um, the crop preserver um, is the ball deodorant. The crop reviver is the ball toner. Because I mean, if, if you, Ben, can I ask you a personal question? Yep. Are your balls wrinkly? Very much 
So. Or what you need to use is a crop reviver ball toner so you have a really toned ball bag. Because, I mean, apparently that's very much in at the minute. The last time I read an episode of Vogue magazine, it said only men with flat iron balls are getting fucked at the minute. You know, that's literally what that article said. You can get a crop cleanser body wash for your whole entire body. You can use it in your balls, arse, wherever, your armpits, your face, your nose, your ears, who cares? Crop mop ball wipes, because you never know when you're going to have smelly balls on the go. The foot duster, because, I mean, who doesn't like to have angel dust on their feet? There's the Shears 2.0, the luxury four-piece nail kit, the weed whacker nose and hair trimmer, which is just the best, and, of course, the lawnmower 3.0, the trimmer that offers the replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology technology that helps reduce grooming accidents you need your balls as a man you need your vagina as a woman if you're a trans person you just need whatever genitals you want to rock baby you need it and what you don't need though is pubic hair you don't like weeds in your garden so why the fuck would you have pubes get rid of your pubes with manscaped one thing that i don't give a shit about but manscaped are telling me to read is that these formulations are all vegan Cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know their projects are, products are legit. You know, if it was me, I would I would get people who don't subscribe to my Patreon and I'd test all the products on them because fuck those guys. But if you want 20% off and free shipping, go to manscaped.com and use the code SLYGUY. That's all capitals, SLYGUY. Whether it's for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something they will actually use and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Because what's funnier than shave pubes? I mean, loads of things. What a stupid line, Manscaped. Get a better PR team. Get me on board. Hire me. You know, don't snag your bag. There you go. Suck my balls. Call to action. There you go. Sly guy. All caps. Manscaped.com. Happy Christmas. Let's hope that Manscaped continue to sponsor us into the new year. You know who will continue to sponsor us in the new year, Ben? Modest beer because the Sly Guy podcast is always brought to you by Modest Beer Modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers brewed and canned right here where you record the podcast in Hollywood County Down Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind that goal is not to bring um, revolution or like change or coup d'etat to the local craft beer market no it's just to add to an already exceptional movement with delicious brews that are just unbelievable. Ben, you're a fan of Modest now. I've converted you. Very much so. Tasty beers. I'm a fan of Modest Tasty Beers. Not only that, something I don't think we talk about enough is how stylish the cans are. So before you even drink the tasty flavours, you look and you go, fuck me, I wouldn't mind drinking that. And you know what? I just realised when I said, fuck me, I wouldn't mind drinking that. I might drink some tonight. You know, and also I think I've sworn more on this podcast than I've sworn on any podcast ever. But who gives a shit? Because these guys are modest. They aren't going to care if I fucking blind. They're just going to be like, go ahead, Davey. Because they are joyous, responsible, honest and modest. And if you want to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at... Modest Beer. Correct. Or go to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk to find the nearest stockist. Happy Christmas, you wankers. Listen, guys, it's time for questions. Ben, how long have we been talking for? Please tell me it's nearly enough. Time to end. About 47. Fuck me, it's going to be a long one, Ben. You're supposed to tell me in half an hour so I can cut the shit down. I can go home. I can see my family. I can try to get off my wife again, but she'll be like, no, 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 nish, nish. You have another 11 months and 29 days to wait. And I'll go, oh, no. But speaking of people that I do like, um, it's my sensei, John Joe Flood. Um, he's given me the week off my training. Well, not training, but my, my check-in with him because he knew I had a good time to have. So I just want to say major shout-out to Sensei Flood, who's making me a super fit guy. Major shout out to Revive um, Health and Nutrition as well. Give them a follow on social media. He's making my life better, so I would recommend him. He's not a sponsor of the podcast because he's stingy. Fair play to him. I actually pay him for his service, but, you know, whatever. But I would recommend, so do check that out and get on board. And John Joe said, here, Dave, when can, oh, listen, when can we expect some sly guy stringers? My nips are warm and they need a bit of air whilst I'm getting a serious pump on. Listen, Ben. Ben quit Boytown because he was sick of trying to manage our fucking cowboy merchandise. So we need to work something out between us that's going to work. Um, I have potentially, I'm just telling him on air, you know, because potentially got a A-S-U-P-P-L-I-E-R for M-E-R-C-H. That is C-H-E-A-P-E-R-T-H-A-N 
O-T-H-E-R-S-U-P-P-L-I-E-R-S-T-H-A-T-W-E H-A-V-E-S-P-O-K-E-N-T-O What do you think about that? I have to listen back. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I could have spelt that wrong, but here, listen, we all have good times. Um, yeah, possibly soon. You know, Ben and myself, we are trying to, you know, improve this product, generally speaking. We're trying to make the podcast better and more enjoyable for people. We're trying to spread it out as best as we can and, you know, put more effort into the podcast, put more effort into Patreon and then hopefully have merch. Again, we want something that's sustainable and we can actually manage uh, a merch store that we're not, like, you know, having to manage everything ourselves and post, you know, we, whatever's easier. I think Stringers will probably be the first line of official merch we'll go for because you just got one size and everyone just get their nipples out and that's a movement we're all for, free the nipple. You know, if, if you buy a Stringer, we need to see your free nipples. You know, that's what we have to see. Ben is the official nipple checker, so if you need to just send him any photos of your nipples, please do. Ben's very uh, interested in that. So yeah, mate, hopefully in the new year, hopefully soon, um, all being well. Connor Scullion has said, was taking online classes earlier and started fucking off the teacher only to realise my mic was on. Oh no. <laughs> Safe to say I'll be getting a chat come January. What's the moment, most embarrassing moment you had in school? I mean, what I would say to you first of all, my friend, is you know, you can do one or two things. You can either one, issue an apology and say, listen, I didn't know my mic was on. I'm sorry. Or two, lean into it and go, listen, motherfucker, I knew my mic was on. And I'm going to say it to your face, fuck you. And that's what I would do. You know, I would say. And I would also suggest you advise your teacher to fuck themselves. Play the clip back. Just say, Connor, here, this is for you. Whatever your teacher's name is, I'm going to say, hey, teacher, go fuck yourself, baby. See what they say to that. My most embarrassing moment in school that springs to mind was I was in a geography class and I must have been in third year third or fourth year so it's kind of you know my body was changing albeit hip puberty whenever i was five i um was in class and on the way into class for some reason i found it odd my teacher said to me dave can you point out iraq and i said excuse me my dear and she went on on the map can you point out iraq and I, of course apologies um and and like 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 a heat-seeking missile like what Joe Biden's going to actually fire on Iraq, I just went, Bidink. there's Iraq right in the map. Oh, grand, thought nothing of it. Went into my geography class. As the class went on, I don't know why, this happens when you're a teenage boy, full erection, just sitting there at my desk for no reason, just boner, right? And then my teacher was chatting about stuff on the map again. She goes, Dave, can you point out Iraq in the map? And I went, no. And she went, but you've already done it. And I went, well, I don't know where it is. She goes, no, 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 you definitely, you, you actively, you pointed out Iraq in the map. And I just went to her, I don't know where it is. All right, I don't, I don't know. And she was like, but you showed me, just get up and do it. And I actually remember went, no, because I knew if I stood up, everybody would see what's up and it would have been embarrassing. So I ended up getting a detention from being cheeky to my teacher. But afterwards, I tried I tried to explain. I said, listen, I was having some... And again, probably the wrong phrase to use when I'm having some little boy problems. You know, and she went, what does that mean? And I couldn't tell her because it was so embarrassing. I was like, I was having little boy problems. She's like, what does that even mean? I was having little boy problems. And she just went, just fucking going to detention. And right, I was having little boy problems. So I went to detention. I said, what, what are you, just third year? You're like... You'd be 11 when you're in, in first year, 11 or 12, 13, 14. I was 14 years old. You know, I basically could have probably passed as 40 because that's how I looked at the time. And I had to write on a bit of paper I was having little boy problems. That's probably the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me in school. But thankfully now I did the right thing. I went back to the school. Now as an adult, it's 34 years old. I went to the headmaster. I told the headmaster this teacher had abused me. And... She has now been sacked. So there you have it. You know, I just waited and waited. Now, he asked me certain other questions about said abuse, and, like, he made some stipulations that I thought, you know, I've already complained. I'm going to have to just run with this now. And a lot of stuff he was saying, it's like, did she? And I was like, yes, she did. And unfortunately, you know, but the, you know, the story is there, Ben. Don't embarrass me. Don't make me write having little boy problems. Don't mug me off. And don't not buy tickets to my show. You know, there you go. Otherwise, there will be vengeance. Um... 
Christopher Porter said, Good afternoon, Mr. Dave. Last weekend, I decided to paint my hall, stairs and landing, a job meant for two uh, meant to do for two years. After a combined total of 12 hours, over two days and three coats of paint, I still wasn't finished. It looks a bit shite, fuck's sake, and I'll do the last coat next week. Have you ever put off a task or job for ages, then started it, only to realise you why you didn't start it in the first place? The only positive from my DIY pain was listening back to your catalogues of podcasts from May time. Well, listen, that's something that'll probably make the job way better. Um, but there's plen- plenty of, of things that I wish I hadn't have done um, DIY-wise. This wall in particular was a problem. You know, I painted it black to start and then I needed loads of coats of paint I thought I'd be getting out of the house and do it in half an hour I ended up being there half a day it was shit a lot of stuff like you look around the studio it's just falling apart you know soundproofing's falling off things and you know there's another set over here for another shit podcast and it just looks shit as well so I mean they probably should have never done that Um, but yeah I mean there's lots of jobs I can see off the top of my head one I put off was Christmas tree lights like, or just on the front of the house because it's frustrating because I'm the one who has to do all these tasks, yet my wife is the one with all the thoughts about them. You know, oh, do we not have more lights than that? I'm like, yeah, we probably do. Where are they? How the fuck should I know? I'm just putting them up. If you know where they are, go and get them, and I'll put them up. Jeez, fuck. You know, he's just sitting, the lights went across the garage last time, and I'm like, you have fully functioning limbs. You could do it. But then she's like, it's not my... Here's the thing, it's so annoying. My wife will be very, like, you know there are no gender rules you know everyone can do anything until it's a job she doesn't want to do she'd be like no it's a man's job and I'm like can you imagine if I said it's a woman's job the sort of hassle I would get do you ever get that where like your wife will be like oh no no we're going to do this to that until there's a stinking job she doesn't want to do you need to cut the grass in the minus two outside of the, the fucking frost in the ground you know uh, no you did and she'd be like I can't do it I'm a woman and then I'd look at her straight in her eyes and goes you're a woman you can do it. You need to believe in yourself. You need to fucking get in the house. You need to get the Destiny's Child on the CD player and you need to believe that you're a survivor. And this is why I'm the number one feminist guy because I said to her, listen, put the Christmas tree lights up, baby. Cut the grass. You know, hang, not yourself because that's vulgar, hang pictures on the walls. You know, do that. And I'll make dinner. I will clean the toilets. You know, I will go off maternity leave and she went you, you can't go off maternity leave and I went I want to and she went you can't I've literally got it and I went okay let's cut my job and do comedy full time for sell out the show in the Ulster Hall so well, I mean all pressure on everybody other than me um, but yeah I do think that I do think lots of jobs are probably best just done but a lot of them at the same time you know can be a nightmare like you've obviously gone through Christopher and I feel your pain I fear paying a lot. Stephen Rogers says sly guy or nice guy, and he sent me a link um, to oh yes, to Pfizer. Pfizer CEO hasn't gotten his COVID vaccine yet, saying he doesn't want to cut in line. Which I mean, I think that's fair. Um, Pfizer CEO Albert Burla has said he hasn't received the company's COVID nineteen vaccine shot yet, telling CNBC that he and other executives will not cut the line. The vaccine which Pfizer developed in partnership with Germans-based BioNTech is the first to be authorised for emergency use in the US to prevent COVID-19. Its comments um, come as first deliveries of doses are set to arrive uh, at more than 100 of the country's 363 predetermined distribution sites. Yeah, so he's basically, you know, it's one of those ones where he's either going, listen, I don't want to cut the line, which makes him a real sound guy, or he's going... I know this will fuck you up, so I don't want no part of that shit. And I'm going to say, look, I'm going to, you know me, I always believe in the betterment of human beings. I always believe in the good nature of humans. So I'm going to assume big Albert Burla's just, you know, he's just going to be like, give it to the vulnerable people. Because, I mean, I'm looking at him here going, that's a fit guy. You know, he looks like, he looks like a teacher in a French textbook. And, I mean, there's nothing that just screams, you know, health and masculinity and just virility than that and I think you know I'm, go- I'm, I'm actually I'm going to go down 
the route of a nice guy, Stevie. I'm going to say he's a nice guy, he's a good guy, and maybe he knows more than we know, so fair play to him anyway. Owen Kelly said, well, Davey, hope you're having a lovely one. Uh, went on quite the bender there. Over the- I, love, I love the word the use of the word there. Went quite the bender there over the weekend, and uh, I'll spare you the details, but it was hairy. Um, what's your advice for somebody facing a legal problem in work? Oh, no. And a crippling four-day hangover? Oh, dear. Well... What I think people need to do is, you know, just front up. Just say, listen, I made a mistake. Unless you didn't. If you meant it, just be like, listen. You just, what we need, you start need to throw in weird, you need to start throwing weird quotes at people. Just be like, listen, every dog has its day. And then to your boss, just baffle them. They'll be like, that doesn't even make sense. Well, what are you doing? You'd be like, listen, you take a horse to water. There's a pope shit in the woods. Yeah. Start saying things like that, and then they'll just be so baffled. They'll be like, "Listen, just go back to your desk," you know. But in terms of your um, four-day hangover, what you could potentially do is get a Lucasaid and a Subway, and probably watch, you know, Bergerac. That's a good show to watch, and I think you should just relax, not worry about it, keep going to sleep, keep hoping you sleep it off. And um, Jenny Joe Riley said, "What do you think about?" Big saggy arse poots contracting COVID. Do you think he's been partying up the Mona Bypass? Yeah, I, nah. I mean, I didn't know, know Edwin Poots had COVID. I mean, you'd be careful to say here, but he probably deserved to get it because, I mean, a lot of DP guys haven't really been the prime examples of how to protect yourself from a virus during a pandemic. <coughs> Sammy Wilson, you know, he's definitely a twat. Really, I mean, obviously it's libelous, but I mean, it's it's freedom of speech, isn't it? Um, Daniel McTernan said, favourite Christmas cracker treat slash surprise. I enjoy the mini comb. Um, I mean, what I like probably the best of the cracker is, you know, that we frog you get and you can like just put it down and like make them bounce along because I mean, it actually works. It does. It's like a proper toy. Like if you got that toy, you know, you could, you know, feasibly, you know, give it to like a children's charity and then a child in need could get that. You know, people might be like, oh, that's not as good as a present from Smith's. I'm like, these kids have nothing. Give them the little frogs from the cracker. Let them have a good time. But I'll tell you what is also the shittest thing in a cracker is a stupid wee red fish that you put in your hand and every time just tells you you're going to die. You're like, oh, what's this? Is going to fight? No, you're going to die. All right, mate, it just curls up every time you're going to die. No shit, Sherlock. Of course we're all going to die. Life shit, you know, and then you die. And then you know what happens when you die? probably get born again and die again just keep dying like it's fucking shit Johnny Boa said how was the riding on a scale of 1 to Don Juan very personal question Johnny probably best served in the Patreon podcast what I will say was um, you know every dog has its day you know and this dog had a pretty good day <laughs> we'll leave it at that Hugh Gordon has said hi Dave do you think Granit Xhaka has a legitimate future in WWE no I think Granit Xhaka is a shit bastard and the worst footballer going I hate him and I hate Arsenal and I hate Mikel Arteta I hate Edu I hate everything to do with Arsenal I wish I never supported Arsenal I wish I was dead I wish I was home in my bed fuck that thanks for asking Hugh Helena said hey Dave tis the season for Christmas music What's your favourite Christmas tune and drink? Also, we're going to give Bebe Adriano's a go at the weekend. Any recommendations? Ben, what's the recommendation? Salt and chilli chicken? Yep. And, and the burrito? Yep. Pulled pork? Yep. Yep, there you go. Benny really loved it. And of course, the, the, the cotton cow box is worth a go as well. But yes, please let me know how it went. And hopefully you enjoyed it and you'll review it, you know, and, and let the guys know where you, you heard of us from. Um, my Christmas favourite Christmas tune is probably I like Felice Navidad this year I feel like it's my tune but my favourite Christmas song is Silver Bells do you like that one? Silver Bells Silver Bells it's Christmas time in the city no? Ring-a-ling hear them sing soon it will be Christmas day hey Michael Bublé Hey, what, what am I going to say to Bublé? Go fuck yourself. This guy's in town. Yeah, I like Silver Bells. And drink, I also like... Um, I, I just like to fire the red wine into me at Christmas. I just love it. And I love red wine. I love I love modest beer too, to be fair. And also Baileys. But at Christmas, I'm mostly a red wine and Baileys guy. And people will think, surely red wine and Baileys will curdle? Nah, 
it doesn't. The only thing it curdles is you not reaching your full potential. So get a pint glass, fuck some Baileys in there, fuck some red wine in there, and start smoking and drink it all. That's killer. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoy the red wine and Baileys and some silver bells. Um, Naomi Mitchell, Gnome Gnomes herself, has said, would you rather go back in time to give advice and knowledge to your younger self or travel into the future to see how your life and the world turns out? Alright, fucking hell, that's it with a deep question. Jesus. Um out of those two options, I'd probably go back and give my younger self advice. And what I would say to my younger self is here, dickhead, you're gonna try and do the Ulster Hall in 2021, I'll go Um but no, I, I would, yeah, because if you go forward, you know if you go forward and see what happens and come back and try to change it, you know, I've seen Back to the Future. We don't do that. So yeah, probably out of those I go to my younger self and probably just say, Listen, man. It'll be all right. You know, you're in a good place. The future's bright. The future's orange. And that's why I've joined the Orange Order as well. Secret. You know, I will, of course, if I do join the Orange Order as being a half a jaff of myself, have to, of course, join the IRA. But, I mean, keeps it neutral, doesn't it? Um, And the last question of the week is from Brandon. Has said, well, Davey. Oh wow, unfortunately I'm working Christmas Day, so my Christmas routine will be a bit different this year. Talk us through your Christmas Day. Do you do the usual Santa with the kids, visit the family, then a big traditional Christmas dinner, or is it PJs and Prosecco for the big man? Well, no, I mean, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head with the first. What I'll do on Christmas... On Christmas Day... I'm a cracking singer, I can't have been really good. Um... On Christmas Day, I'll get up. I'll, I mean, I'll have to go downstairs and make sure that, that Santa's been for the kids and all. Um, so I'll go down there. I'll check that. I'll let them in, open their presents. Then I think their granny and granda's coming around um, for, like, breakfast. So I'll... I mean, this thing, I'll just fucking probably make those bastards breakfast. You know, if you're coming to my house on Christmas Day, bring your own fucking sausages and let the big man cook it up. Fucking paying for that as well. So I'll pay for that sausages and all that shit. I cook them some baps and we'll, they'll hang around the kids for a while. Then lunchtime, we're going around to my parents this year. So stressed out, dress the girls up like we fucking miniature adults to be freaking weird and then bring them around. They'll just want to go home and play their presents and whatever. Again, I say one, one will be like, 14 weeks or some shit I don't know but then probably probably 13 weeks or 12 weeks but she'll be there anyway and she'll not really know what's going on she'll just be like give me milk and I'll be fine so she won't care where she's at the other one will probably want to get back and play with her Christmas Santa toys which is bizarre I, I sat her down the other day and it's my 3 year old Holly and I said Holly what would you like Santa to bring you this Christmas and without a beat she looked me in the face and went ham and I went, you know what, you're my daughter, because that's exactly what I want for Christmas. And that's what I get from my dad every year. It's just a nice piece of cooked ham. So, I mean, yeah, she wants ham. She wants some rice cakes. And I was like, it's not just a food order. You can get other stuff. And she's like, Play-Doh. So she wants ham, rice cakes, and Play-Doh, which, I mean, I can provide. You know, I can provide that for her. And whatever Santa brings her is just a bonus, you know. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it this year. I really feel like I'm going to switch off. This Christmas, um, you know, I mean, like to relax, unfortunately, not my own life support machine. But um, I mean, I'm very negative today, aren't I? I'm, I'm, I'm just a tired, hungover bear, really. Um, uh, snow bear, of course. But um, yeah, I feel like it's just going to be nice being around family. Then on Boxing Day, I'm having uh, her indoors as folks around for fucking food, which I have to cook once again. In fact, the bastards are coming around on Christmas morning for me to make them breakfast then the bastards are coming around on box day for me to make them bring me some food you stingy twats <laughs> oh wow my in-laws probably listen to this podcast but you know what guys I've said it once I've said it twice I've said it probably upwards of 15 times this podcast fuck yourselves guys it's great to be back in the studio please rate and review the podcast please get tickets to my Ulster Hall show which will be live from Friday and listen tell everyone how much you love me you know because it's going to be a really good time in the Ulster Hall the podcast's on the up 2021 is going to be the year of the snake rat and the bear that's going to be a good time guys it's been great to be back in the studio love yous see you next week I'm the slack guy